0: Welcome to JBT, Jedi Business Talk, a podcast about Star Wars and Star Wars action figure collecting. Blast them, yeah! The reason they're three and three quarter inches tall is because the first mock-up figures that I made were Fisher Price Adventure People. I
1: will freeze your body in carbonite forever high solo. Not so fast.
2: We finally launched 6-inch when I felt the time was right. We needed a new spark. We started selling all
0: of the action figures through the fan club, and uh, our most successful was the Cantina Band. That was enormously, one of the best-selling items we've ever sold to the fan club.
1: I used my nephew as a hand model on the waffle Box. He's the one with the little hand that's in there. Now, welcome your host, Chris B. Welcome to another episode of JBT Jedi Business Talk. My name is Chris B. I'm your host, and happy Star Wars Day, everybody! Happy May the Fourth! And it is already a great day because we have the Bad Batch now on Disney Plus. So new Star Wars content, 70-minute-long episode already. Plus, we had the Hasbro live stream from this morning with new Star Wars action figure announcements. There's a new Disney Parks exclusive Astromech droid now that is available. And there's a new petition going around for the tonica sisters another push for them to be finally released in three three quarter inch so there's a lot of stuff happening in the world of star wars action figure collecting and star wars so let's talk about it and let's start off with the hasbro live stream from this morning All right, so let's talk about the live stream from this morning. They started out with the Retro Collection, and they showed a Boba Fett prototype figure, similar to what they did with Darth Vader back in 2019, which uh, had all kinds of funky colors, and it was all randomized, so you didn't know whether you're gonna get an orange head or orange arm or purple legs, you know? They're basically uh, taking this concept, and they're now doing Boba Fett, And, again, the figure is going to be exclusive to Target, just like Darth Vader was back in 2019. And, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be uh, a difficult one to get. Now, I personally, I could have done without this, but it's cool looking, it's Boba Fett, you know, it's going to do well. So, anyways, that's going to be out uh, at Target and pre-orders go live tomorrow for that, so May the 5th. And then they jumped ahead into the Vintage Collection, and they had a few figures to show. They started out with Clone Trooper Echo. Now, that is going to be a straight repack from the uh, Arc Trooper 3-pack that was exclusive to Hasbro Pulse last year. That thing sold out in an instant, so now they're taking one figure from that set, and they're putting it on a single card, and they're re-releasing it, basically. Uh, it comes on a Clone Wars card, so fans of the Clone Wars um, should be really excited about this one. Even even though the figure itself is, you know, just a repack. Um, the Offworld Java is going to be released on a single card. I think the figure is identical to the uh, one that's going to be included with the Razor Crest, but it does come on a different card back with a different image. And it also has different accessories included. So the figure is going to have uh, three different weapons, also has an egg included. And they spent some time talking about the soft goods that the figure has, which is apparently new. Um, and those accessories are different from the one that uh, will come with the Java leader that's included with the razor crest. I think that figure has a necklace, a uh, sliced open egg, and a knife. And uh, so the accessories are different and the card back is different. Then they also showed us um, Tebow, which is coming to the Vintage Collection. Um, That is actually one of my favorite uh, Kenner card backs ever. Um, I love the colors. Unfortunately, they did not show us what the Vintage Collection version is going to look like. But I think it's cool that they're doing Tebow and uh, that's going to be out later this year. Then they showed us three more Vintage Collection figures. Um, One was the uh, the Death Star droid. And, uh, you know, this looks so incredibly good on that card back because this just screams Star Wars figures to me, you know. This looks fantastic. But I am quite disappointed when it comes to the figure itself because um, mainly because of the paint application because, you know, using a highly reflective silver color is not the same as metalizing something. And this just doesn't look right, you know? I mean, you could literally take the figure from 1978 or 79, and that figure has a better paint application than what they're doing in 2021. I like the effort with the uh, applied dirt on the figure to make it look more like what it looked like in the sand crawler. But we are paying homage to the original release of this figure. I think this should have really been a highly reflective not just a civil civilly painted figure but it just really needed to have a chrome finish so it just doesn't look right to me and then it gets even weirder because the luke skywalker in endor figure doesn't have a removable helmet uh they mentioned because of the aesthetics and that it just might not look right when the helmet is on top but isn't that a problem with pretty much every single 3 three quarter inch figure that we have? That uh, we do get these figures that sometimes it just doesn't quite look right? And I would definitely prefer consistency over a glued-on helmet. I mean, we just got Leia in uh, the Walmart wave, and that figure has a removable helmet, right? I think, isn't that what uh, the vintage collection is about, to be more... Lifelike, more realistic. Um, So I don't understand why they had to glue the helmet down at all. Um, That makes no sense to me at all. Other than that, um, he'll come with two lightsabers, one with just a lightsaber hilt and one with the uh, lightsaber hilt and the ignited green blade and uh, the palace blaster. And the poncho looks really good. It has a new camouflage pattern on it, apparently. So this looks good, but... Again, you know, I wish that the helmet was removable. All right, and then the next figure that they showed was the Tuscan Raider, which, you know, it looked good. It's, of course, the best version that they've ever done because we now have the ball on elbows. To be honest with you guys, this has written boring all over it. You know, if you've been collecting for a long time, we have about 15, 16 Tuscan Raiders in this scale already. Most of the figures use the exact same parts that are used here, with the exception of the ball joints and the elbows. To me, you know, as a longtime fan who's been collecting one of each since '95, uh, it's really sad to see how they spend their budget money on figures which they have released over and over and over again, and which you can still pick up on the aftermarket for $10, $20 um and here they are they are re-releasing it again but now the elbows are done better now don't get me wrong you know i like that they improved this but nowadays when we just see so little newness in the vintage collection it's frustrating to me that they spent budget on updating figures which yes they could use an upgrade or an update but it's not necessary Uh, This figure is not going to be a mile better than anything that you already have in your collections, just because you can now move the elbows a little bit better. And also, I got to say, the card, you know, they've released this very same figure during the Saga Vintage Collection already. And back then, in 2006 or 2007, when this figure came out, the card looked much nicer. Much nicer. It had a much more accurate bubble in in comparison to the Kenner release and it had less legal uh, stuff on the front of the card and it just looked nicer so for me this you know it's a nice to have figure but it's just boring to me it's just really boring so then the last um, announcements that they had was for the uh, vote from the vault the winner was the republic trooper Didn't really surprise me. That was what the uh, community asked for. At least that's what I saw in my group. That people uh, rooted for this figure to win. And it did win. So congratulations to everybody who wanted this. And I do do think it makes sense. Because it is an army troop builder. And uh, we actually get the reel update to this figure. Because it has a removable helmet. And I saw that there was a push from some people to push for Weequay. But you know... Uh, weak is a figure that you buy once and then you're good but this is a figure that you probably want to have multiples of, and so i think this is a great opportunity for people to troop build and i'm glad that this one uh actually made uh made the top spot so that's it for the vintage collection uh, so to sum it up um arc trooper echo a repack the Offworld java basically a repack of the Razor Crest version with different accessories and a different card. Um, Ewok Tebow on a single card. I'm pretty sure that the Ewok sculpt itself is a reuse of existing parts as well. Uh, The uh, Death Star Droid, which looks really cool on that card back, but it doesn't have the paint application, unfortunately, that I wanted to see. Endor Luke with a glued-on helmet. And then the Tuscan Raider. And that was it for the Vintage Collection. And now let's look at the Black Series, and I think that looked much nicer than what they've showed for uh, the 3 quarter inch line because there was more newness here. We get a brand new Flame Trooper based on the Jedi Fallen Order video game. Now they are reusing parts of an existing figure, but they've made enough changes to the deco and to some of the parts on the figure that this looks like an entirely new Trooper to me. And uh, I think it looks fantastic. Uh, they also showed the uh, Night Brother Warrior from the Jedi uh, Fallen Order video game, which is also really cool looking. So yeah, they're both GameStop exclusive figures. They go on sale tomorrow again at 1 p.m. at GameStop. And that's 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, they announced that Omega is coming to the uh, Black Series line, the girl from the Bad Batch. Uh, that was a pipeline reveal. They didn't have any images or prototypes ready to show off just yet, but they did mention it. And uh, that's going to be out sometime next year in 2022. Now, they show two more figures. Uh, one is uh, Vice Admiral Rampart from the uh, Bad Batch. And uh, I might have missed this character in the first episode. Um I have to go re-watch it, but maybe he'll be in the second episode uh, this coming Friday. But uh, that is a brand new character, basically. And also, the Imperial Clone Shock Trooper uh, is also going to be revealed. And uh, I think it has a... Uh, first of all, it uses the new Clone Trooper body, but it also has a new shoulder pauldron. they mentioned, I think. And uh, it looks pretty awesome. So I'm excited about those. And those two figures are Walmart exclusives. And again, they go on sale at the very same time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on May 5th. Now they showed a role-playing Mandalorian helmet, which is basically the uh, basic Mandalorian helmet. Just repainted. So uh, I don't really cover role-playing items on the website. So I'm not going to cover it here. Um, but to recap, basically one figure from the retro collection, which is a repaint, and then we saw six figures from the vintage collection, and the announcement of the Republic trooper being the winner, and then we saw four brand new figures for the Black Series line, and that was the uh, live stream from this morning. So looking back at the live stream, though, I you know I'm just a little underwhelmed overall when it comes to three three inch. Um, today was the launch of the Bad Batch, and there was a media entertainment hyped for months and months and months by Disney, by Lucasfilm, and they had some Bad Batch figures ready to show off for the Black Series line. But again, there was nothing for the Vintage Collection. How can this be? You know, this is like the biggest thing right now for Star Wars, and that is the Bad Batch. And then you show off figures from the original trilogy because you think that Vintage Collection fans only like old stuff or characters from the original trilogy. And that is just not the truth. You know, that, that might be a vocal minority that is loud on social media, but that does not reflect what people really are into. We love seeing the new Star Wars entertainment that comes out. And we love the 3 three quarter inch line, so... I would love to see Bad Badge figures from 3 three4 inch in the Vintage Collection, period. All of them. You know, if it was up to me, right now, if I was going to go to Walmart or Target, those figures should be hanging on the shelves right now. You see the, the entertainment, you want to be actively involved and collect this stuff. Where is the stuff? Not only is it not on store shelves, but it's not even... There's nothing announced, really. I'm just a little underwhelmed, you know, because... You know, having gone through all the prequel movie releases and Midnight Madnesses and you go out and then there are figures hanging there from the entertainment and you're actively involved in it and it's just not the case anymore, you know? I mean, new Star Wars entertainment comes out and the toys that are supposed to go with that are nowhere to be found. Not only are they not on store shelves, but they are not even apparently in production, So the greatest hits approach that the Vintage Collection has right now and the 6-inch line, it does work to some degree for the 6-inch line, but there's also slim pickings, I think. Um, I mean, if you think about it, the entire crew of the Bad Batch is not even available yet, but at least they're announced. But for the Vintage Collection, there is nothing right now. And they didn't even show anything today, so... If Hasbro wants me to go out and buy Mission Fleet stuff, the two-inch figures for my children, where's the Bad Batch stuff in that line? There's nothing available either. So it's it's frustrating, but you know what? The Mission Fleet stuff is not what my kids ask for. And it's really sad that Star Wars toys are just not available for kids these days. Again, there's no Bad Batch stuff in the Mission Fleet right now. There's nothing. Anyways, a bit underwhelmed, and uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that.
2: Some moments echo throughout the galaxy.
0: Execute Order 66. Wars rage. Empires rise. The
2: Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire.
0: But this is the journey of an unlikely few. Meet the Bad Batch. You ready for this? Hunter, the leader, in and out, quickly and quietly. Wrecker, the brawler.
2: I'm missing all the action! Tech, the specialist. This is not a standard military operation. Echo, the hacker. This great plan of yours is looking really lousy about now. And
0: Crosshair, the marksman. Go away. Altered by genetic mutations, a ragtag band of clones struggles for survival, and their choices will determine their fate in a dangerous new galaxy.
1: All right, so let's talk about some of the other Star Wars action figure news. Um, A couple of days ago, the Galaxies of Adventures 5-inch line uh, got two new additions with the Mandalorian and a uh, classic-looking Stormtrooper. The set was only available on Amazon as a two-pack. I did order them, um, and when they came, they were boxed in together into one box. So it looks like this is indeed a two-pack. And it's unclear currently if those figures will be available anywhere else. I actually thought that this line might be on the way out, but it seems like there's a little bit of life left in these figures. And yeah, if you're trying to be complete on this line, or if you are interested in picking up a Mandalorian in his Beskar armor and a classic Stormtrooper, uh, check out Amazon and see if they have these figures Back in stock. I'll get those listed uh, into the database in the coming days. Now, there's a new uh, Droid Factory droid that you can go hunt for, uh, painted up in rainbow pride colors for pride months. That's the thing that Disney has now. Uh, they just launched a brand new collection, which is all like, you know, rainbow colored. And that droid is called R2RN8W. So, R2 Rainbow. And uh, it's already out. So uh, if you are close to a Disney park or downtown Disney, check out some of those stores and see if you can score it. Uh, It costs $12.99, and as of this recording, it has not been made available through ShopDisney.com yet. Um, Fellow collector Andy Kwan, who's part of the JBC, Jedi Business Community, he posted um, a really cool video when he uh, went on a toy run to his uh, local Toys R Us store, and uh, he filmed what the store shelves looked like, and uh, it looked really good, actually. They had a lot of stock. And uh, what really caught my eye was that they had a lot of the Black Series um, exclusive armor figures in stock. So that was a figure that sold out very quickly in Hasbro Pulse, but apparently Toys R Us stores in Canada have uh, still quite a lot of those. Um, He also found a new shipper um, at his local Walmart store, uh, and that was filled with uh, Mission Fleet uh, 2-inch figures. So if you're in Canada and you're into the Mission Fleet stuff, um, hit your local Walmart and see if you can uh, find that shipper. Now, By now, you've probably already seen uh, the Clone Wars figures, which are coming to Target stores. Uh, They are already available uh, internationally and Toys R Us in Canada already took pre-orders. It's still unclear when those figures will go up for pre-order on the Target website. It can be that by the time you're listening to the podcast that those have already sold out. So check out the uh, Jedi Business website or hit Target and see if they have those figures in stock or if they have gone live yet. But basically uh, Hasbro is releasing uh, Anakin Skywalker. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Arc Trooper Echo, and Clone Pilot Hawk. And uh, all four figures are going to be released on Clone Wars 2008 uh, packaging uh, for the 6 Inch Line. So it's pretty, pretty cool. All right, and that's all the Star Wars action figure news that I have on my list here since the last episode of JBT. So uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about uh, the Tonica Sister Petition.
0: We're excited to have one of the masters of the Star Wars universe joining us right now, Dave Filoni, executive producer of The Mandalorian, the new animated series also premiering today, Star Wars, The Bad Batch. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for joining us this morning. So tell us how you celebrate Star
2: Wars Day. I, I, I celebrate Star Wars Day every day. Every day <laughs> of the year, it's Star Wars Day. So uh, I'll celebrate today by making even more <laughs> Star Wars, which I love, so yeah, it's always good.
0: In the new show, Star Wars, The Bad Batch, it's a spinoff of the very popular, The Clone Wars, which animated series. So so what's going on with the clones in The Bad Batch?
2: Yeah, well, we went, a lot of kids grew up with The Clone Wars, and now they're a lot older, so we wanted to tell a story that explained what they do when something they fought for that they believed in and the Republic changed and became the evil empire uh, that I grew up watching in Star Wars. So it's a nice period of transition, and we see how they try to survive this. and. Uh, the friends they make along the way. Hey, Dave, and good morning, America.
0: Thank you so much for taking my question. Dave, you had the opportunity to work with George Lucas very early in your career. What is one thing that you take with you, one memory or lesson that you keep in mind as you move forward creating new Star Wars projects?
2: Oh Well, George, there's so many things that, that he taught me, but one of the big ones was to remember that this is primarily a show for kids and that know we're supposed to inspire them to give them something that's hopeful and something to believe in which which i think sometimes we can all use so that that's one big one i keep in mind for sure
0: i've really been enjoying the new high republic era literature and my question is is there a chance that that era will be explored further through live action or animated series
2: you know i can't really say for sure but i know one thing is that we divided star wars up into these big eras and so it's nice to give a lot of creative people their own space to tell stories in and so Ah, uh, the writers in the High Republic era are doing a wonderful job at that, and you know we all keep an eye on what each other's doing. Uh, so you you never know. I mean, it's it's a big galaxy and it's ever expanding. What can
0: you tell us about season three of The Mandalorian?
2: Ooh, that's a that's a tricky one. You know, I don't like to go into those answers as much without uh, John here, my partner John Favreau, and all of that. Uh, you know, it's exciting. We're both working on that. We're working on Boba Fett right now, so. There's uh, a a lot of new adventures coming up. I have to be careful. I can't really say anything specific, but uh, I think the force will be strong with it. Let's just say that.
1: All right, so let's talk about the Tonica Sisters petition that's happening on change.org. The link to the petition, by the way, is in the description. So if you want to support this project, that's where you can find the link and uh, sign your name and support this. So, um, Victoria from Victoria's Cantina, she set up this petition on change.org because she wants the Tonica Sisters to be made in the 3 3 quarter inch vintage collection. And I know that we've seen quite a few different petitions lately with people, you know... Trying to pull their audiences into certain directions for things like uh, the Skiff Guard guy was was one petition lately, and then vote for Weekway was another. And um, I think I saw somebody wanted the coins to come back for the vintage collection. And you know, I love seeing the passion that's behind all those projects. And you know, people are really engaged when it comes to three three inch, engine. I love seeing that. Um, but what's different about this petition for me personally is that this has been a topic which has been around my community for over a decade. I remember when I started interviewing Hasbro, and uh, you know that was in I think it was two thousand eight, two thousand nine, sometime around there. And uh, I would take questions from my audience, and then you know I would either email them to Hasbro, or you know if I if I would make it actually to a convention. I would ask them there in person. And one of the repeating questions, which I had gotten over and over and over again, was when we would see the Tonica sisters in the three three quarter inch line. And it's just a topic that has never gone away. And we've seen so many Cantina aliens over the years. I mean, we've, you know, we're still missing a few of them, but we've really seen a plethora of different aliens from the Cantina and the Tonica sisters in particular have always uh, stood out to me because they do have the camera focused on them they are tall and the human characters and uh, they just stick out and not having them in the collection just you know it just feels like there's a gap and so More than a decade now is this thing where people ask, when are we going to see the Tonica sisters? And there have been people making custom figures of those and so on. And, you know, the answer from Hasbro has always been, you know, it's a great idea. It's in the parking lot. Maybe we'll get to them at some point. But there's other figures, you know, which have more urgency right now and so on. And... You know, there's all kinds of different reasons why they haven't made those figures yet. I think Victoria talked to Angela Staines uh, on her own podcast about why there isn't one. And apparently, uh, Angela Staines never really signed the, uh, the likeness agreement that Lucasfilm needed to produce merchandise based on her likeness. But that is now a thing of the past because Angela Staines is willing to sign that. And so they are trying to make this happen. But, you know, the thing for us fans is, though, you know, even if Lucasfilm doesn't own the rights to the likeness, you know, can he just not make some generic names up and work them into the expanded universe? I mean, you know, Lucasfilm does this all the time with all kinds of characters, Just create two female characters, make them maybe slightly different, maybe give them a different belt or something. But, you know, it'd be really cool to see those figures finally come out. And so because, you know, I know that my audience has been asking and campaigning for these figures for so long, I really appreciate the effort that Victoria is putting into this now. And uh, all the uh, other time and, you know, scheduling an interview with somebody and then asking the right questions and trying to find out what is really going on why there aren't those figures Uh, it's a lot of time and a lot of work that goes into this and so i really appreciate the effort that's being made here and i hope that you know you guys are listening hit the link in the description sign your name and uh, let's make this happen the thing is even if this is not going to be successful even if we don't see a lot of turnout for this petition I think that Hasbro needs to find a way to make those kinds of characters for the hardcore fans because this really is for hardcore fans, right? I mean, I've gotten a comment on the Instagram Jedi Business page that I don't even know who these people are, you know? And obviously, those people are new to collecting and they don't, you know, they don't feel the same nostalgia or the same passion. Uh, you know, building these scenes out with the three to quarter inch figures. But there is a hardcore fan base that Hasbro has. And it is a very passionate fan base. And, you know, even if Hasbro is unable to, you know, make these figures because they think they're not going to sell or they don't have the likeness or anything like that. So I think that Hasbro really needs to come up with something you know, maybe kind of like a HasLab project, but for individual figures which they put up there and make available to people. And I think this could look quite different from a regular HasLab because let's be honest, a HasLab project is not really a real Kickstarter project, right? I mean, just think about. Uh, the sail barge how elaborate that design is how complex it is how much development time really needs to go into creating the prototype so that you have something that's presentable to the audience there is a lot of hours and a lot of time already invested, you know, from a development point of view, where they've spent, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, Mark Boudreau, you know, was not a cheap designer. I mean, he had been with, you know, Kenner and Hasbro for a long time, like what, 40 plus years? So I'm pretty sure he had had a, a pretty decent hourly wage, right? So you have him work on this, you have painters, you have all kinds of people working on this. And then it spills into the marketing team as well because you have to figure out how you're going to present this whole thing. What stages do you have? What kind of incentives or what kind of stages do you have to, to sell this item? And so there's a lot of time and money spent before a Haslab project really becomes a Haslab project so failing is not really an option right because they could lose millions of dollars at this point already right so but when i look at individual action figures i mean why can you not come up with a computer render which would, that's what they have been doing during the pandemic where they don't show us the prototypes anymore. They're just showing us the computer rendering of, of figures, right? Come up with, with individual digital renders where you have one designer designing the figure and throw it up there on Hasbro Pulse and say, if we reach 2,000 backers, we can make this figure... But 2,000 backers is not usually what we need. Usually we need 20,000 or 30,000 people to purchase these so that it's feasible for us to make it. And because we're not going to reach that number, you know, this is not going to be a $15 action figure. This is maybe going to be a $100 action figure. And see what happens. See if people go for it. The thing is, you know, I don't want to pay $100 or maybe $150 for one 3 quarter inch action figure. I would not like that. But what is the option to never get this figure? What if they were to do this once or twice a year? What if they were to do this for figures which, you know, the hardcore base has been asking for 20 years, like a Jackson, right? Not in 6-inch, but... People have been asking for this figure in 3 three quarter inch, not in 6 inch. Why not throw those figures up there and see what happens? There is a lot less money and development time involved in creating a digital render of a figure than going all the way out like they do for the Razor Crest or the Sail Barge or some of the other very elaborate um, HasLab projects. So... You know, And then take orders and then let people know that they will have to wait a year or maybe a year and a half before this thing is produced, because that's just how long it takes to make figures. I mean, this would be really catering to a core group of fans and not the mainstream. Because a lot of times I feel like, yeah, they're catering to us hardcore collectors, but I feel like there's still catering to the masses right so anyways let me know what you guys think because i don't know what the solution is i'm just trying to come up with something that would finally get us these figures and you know if you're on the receiving end if you run a fan site and you constantly get questions when are they going to make this when are they going to make this when are they going to make this and then here you are 10 years or 11 years later and you know this is still a thing and people are still asking the company to finally produce this product and they're, they're not making it. What is the solution? I I don't have the answers. I'm just trying to, you know, brainstorm and come up with a solution somehow. But let me know what you guys think. I'd be uh, really interested in uh, in discussing this with you guys. So for now, though, we have this petition. So thank you to Victoria for getting this all set up. And thank you to Chris from BanthaSkull.com for letting me know about this ahead of time so i could get it all loaded up on the website and uh support this all right so let's let's take a break so that's it for this episode of jbt for may the 4th 2021 uh time to go and watch uh the uh, first episode of the bad batch again i really enjoyed it i thought the visuals were fantastic Um, If you want to discuss this episode, we can uh, do this on the uh, Jedi Business Facebook group. Um, There's already a discussion uh, currently going on about the show. Um, But yeah, I don't want to get into spoilers because you might not have seen the show yet. But I thought uh, it was fun. It was uh, pretty fast-paced. It was great to see some of these prequel episodes. Uh, locations again, and um, even you know, battle droids, and uh, yeah, it was was a lot of fun. And especially, I would say the first 10 15 minutes of the show were very, very good, very fast paced, stunning visuals, and just great, great fun. All right, so I'll leave it at that. But uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, uh, you can always catch me on the website. Um, I've got some uh, exciting updates coming in the, uh, the coming weeks that I've been working on for a long time, and I'm close to wrapping it up, so uh, that's going to go live soon, hopefully, so stay tuned for that for a future announcement. But yeah, for anything Star Wars action figure related, hit up Jedi Business, and uh, I'll catch you guys on the next one.
0: It's a wrap for this episode of JBT. Jedi Business Talk is not affiliated with Lucasfilm, Disney, Hasbro, or any other entities mentioned in the show. JBT is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The JBT logo was designed by George Beza at jbeza.com. To leave feedback about this episode, go to jedibusiness.com forward slash JBT. Tap on the episode and leave your comment. If you'd like to report your toy run finds, leave a voicemail at 971-231-9307. Please be sure to subscribe to JBT through your favorite podcast app such as iTunes, and leave your review to help the show. You can also add JBT to your smart home device such as Alexa to not miss a show. For Star Wars action figure news, visit JediBusiness.com, the largest Star Wars action figure database on the internet. On JediBusiness.com, you can sort Star Wars figures by toy lines, movies, brands, TV shows, characters, species, movie scenes, and many other categories. Read up on news, press releases, and events. Or browse photo galleries of Star Wars action figure collections. Thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you.